Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on your favorite podcast location, whether it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen in, download, and subscribe to the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. My name is Alfie and I'll be joining you for this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we're getting set for race week. At Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend returns to Atlanta Motor Speedway this upcoming weekend, July 7th through the 9th, under the lights at Atlanta Motor Speedway with the Xfinity Series race Saturday night. And then the Cup Series race, the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart will be on Sunday night. So really excited to enjoy and check out the exciting racing action of these Cup Series cars and Xfinity cars under the lights at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And tickets and campgrounds are still available, but they're going quickly. So if you want to snag your last-minute tickets or campground site for the weekend's events, including the Revs and Riffs Tour, which will have a bunch of different bands performing before the races uh, in the Peach Pit as well that is located in the infield. And if you need information on the events, concerts, and the times of everything going on at AMS this weekend, just head on over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com, click on events, and also make sure you download the Atlanta Motor Speedway app. It is free and available on your smartphone to always have the information and any changes that go on to the schedule. You'll know about it via the Atlanta Motor Speedway app. App. And once again, to get those tickets and campgrounds, it is the same website. Just head on over to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. And also, congratulations to all our Southern Race Week winners of tickets, as well as those amazing sweet passes as well. So hopefully we see our Southern Race Week radio family out there at the track and enjoying themselves in Atlanta on a July weekend for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart race weekend. But uh, we have another jam-packed episode of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. In fact, for those of you who are going to be coming to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend for the race action, we have our special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. In just moments, we'll hear from the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, along with Kathy Bradley, who is the Director of the Speedway Children's Charities Atlanta's chapter, to let you know what the charity's got going on uh, over the weekend. And then we'll have the pit reporter for NASCAR on NBC, Dave Burns. We'll talk a little bit about all the action and the racing action going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway this upcoming weekend as the USA Network, along with the Performance Racing Network, will have your TV and radio coverage. You can also hear the radio broadcast from the Performance Racing Network on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. But just sit back and relax and get set to enjoy another great podcast edition of a Southern Race Week Radio. And also, don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And we're always giving you the latest racing news and information via our Facebook page and Twitter page as well. But uh, every week we want to recap what happened in the world of racing over this past weekend. So right now it is time for our racing recap 
here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Now, the uh, truck series was off this week. They'll be back in action this upcoming Saturday. But here are the standings right now in the uh, truck series. Zane Smith is your number one ring driver. He's got two wins on the season. Grant Enfinger is in second position, also with two wins. Christian Eckes is third with two wins. And Carson Hosever is in fourth position with two wins. Corey Hine is in fifth position with a win. Ben Rhodes is in sixth position with a win. And then spots seven through ten are into the playoffs right now via points because these drivers do not have a win on the season. That's Ty Majeski in seventh. Matt DiBenedetto is eighth. Matt Craft in his ninth. And Nick Sanchez, great friend of the show, Nick Sanchez from Rev Racing, is currently holding on to that final playoff spot in tenth position. Over to the action this past weekend, though, in the Xfinity Series and Cup Series, as they were making history here in the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, as the Xfinity Series and Cup Series ran their first ever race on a street course as they were headed to Chicago to accomplish that great feat. And taking a look at the results in the Xfinity Series, Cole Custer was hanging out in his pit box when he won the NASCAR Xfinity Series race this past Sunday. The whole moment was pretty strange. Custer was declared the winner of the first Xfinity stop in downtown Chicago after persistent rain flooded the street course. The race started Saturday but was suspended after 25 laps because of a lightning strike in the area. NASCAR had planned to resume it Sunday morning, but it scuttled that idea because of the rain and the scheduled Cup Series race that was supposed to follow. Custer led each of the first 25 laps in his number 00 Stuart Haas Racing Ford before Saturday's weather delay. John Hunter Nemechek was second, followed by Justin Allgaier, Brett Moffitt, and Austin Hill. And take a look at the current standings right now in the Xfinity Series. Austin Hill is your number one ranked driver. He's got three wins on the season. Cole Custer is in second position as he picked up his second win of the season this past weekend. John Hunter Nemechek is in third position with two wins. Justin Allgaier is in fourth with a win. Chandler Smith is fifth with a win. Sammy Smith is sixth with a win. And Jeb Burton is in seventh position with a win. Spots 8 through 12 in the playoffs are in right now via points as these drivers do not have a win on the season as of yet. That is Josh Berry in eighth. Sam Mayer in ninth. Sheldon Creed is tenth. Daniel Hemrick is eleventh. And Riley Herbst rounding out the top 12. Over the results of the Cup Series race from the road course in Chicago, when Shane Van Gisbergen got the call from Justin Marks, it reignited his interest in the NASCAR Cup Series. He studied the races, the drivers, and the cars. Turns out he's a pretty good student. Van Gisbergen won his Cup Series debut on a rainy Sunday in a downtown Chicago, chasing down Justin Haley and Chase Elliott in a memorable finish to the series' first street race. After passing Elliott, Van Gisbergen dueled with Haley in the final laps before the three-time Supercars champion moved in front for good. Haley head on for second, and Elliott was third. The 34-year-old Van Gisbergen, a New Zealand native, became the first driver to win his Cup Series debut since Johnny Rutherford in the second qualifying race at Daytona in 1963. He got a chance to drive the number 91 Chevrolet in Chicago as part of Trackhouse Racing's Project 91. Trackhouse is owned by Marks, and the goal for the Project 91 program is to give international drivers a shot at NASCAR. As we mentioned... Justin Haley was your second place finish, Chase Elliott in third, then Kyle Larson in fourth, then Kyle Busch rounding out the top five. Take a look at the current standings right now in the Cup Series. William Byron is your number one ranked driver with three wins on the season. 
Kyle Busch is in second position, also with three wins. Martin Trix Jr. is your overall points leader for the regular season at 591. And he's also in third ranking for the standings with two wins in the season. Kyle Larson is in fourth position with two wins. Ross Chastain is fifth with a win. Christopher Bell is sixth with a win. Danny Hamlin is seventh with a win. Ryan Blaney is eighth with a win. Joey Logano is ninth with a win. Tyler Reddick is in tenth with a win. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in 11th position into the playoffs via a win. And the spots 12 through 16 are into the playoffs right now with points, as these drivers do not have a win on the season. Kevin Harvick is in 12th position. Chris Buescher is 13th. Brad Keselowski is 14th. Bubba Wallace is 15th. And Ty Gibbs is in 16th position. As of right now, though, Chase Elliott, who is also trying to battle his way into the playoffs, looking for a win, because right now he is 24th in the points right now. Over to the IndyCar Series action from this past weekend, Alex Palau continued his dominance of IndyCar in mid-Ohio this last Sunday. Executing perfect strategy with a fast car to beat Chip Ganassi Racing teammate Scott Dixon by a wide margin for his third straight win in fourth in the last five races. Taking a look at the current standings right now in the IndyCar Series, Alex Palau with four wins is your number one ranked driver. Scott Dixon is second. Joseph Newgarden is third. Marcus Erickson is in fourth. And Pato Award round out the top five. And take a look at racing action coming up this weekend. The NHRA and IndyCars are off this weekend, but we have a full schedule for NASCAR with the Truck Series returning back to action and then the Xfinity Series and Cup Series at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Take a look at the Truck Series. They'll be at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course for the O'Reilly Auto Parts 150 at Mid-Ohio. That'll be on Saturday, July 8th. The green flag will drop at 1.30 p.m. You can catch the race on FS1, the Motor Racing Network, and Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. The Xfinity Series will be under the lights at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Alaska Uniforms 250. That'll be Saturday, July 8th. The green flag will drop at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the race on the USA Network. The Performance Racing Network will have the radio coverage, which will also be available on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. And then the Cup Series action on Sunday night with the running of the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. That'll be Sunday, July 9th. The green flag will drop at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can catch the race on USA for television. The radio coverage will be provided by the Performance Racing Network, which will also be carried on on Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90. So there you go. That's a look at your racing recap from all the action this past weekend right here on the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey, it's Austin Hill, driver of the number 21 Camaro for Richard Childress Racing, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to our special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southies. We continue on with our Brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And as we mentioned all throughout the show here, this is a special AMS edition of Southern Race Week Radio. As our home track, we'll be welcoming in NASCAR Nation now the weekend of July 7th through the 9th for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend. And there's no better person to talk about what's going to be going on at AMS for that race weekend than the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Ladies and gentlemen, a great friend of the show, Mr. Brandon Hutchinson! Mr. Hutchinson, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on this special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Sunday Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. 
Having a great day, Alfie. Thank you for having me. As always, it's race time. Oh. So we're excited here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Cannot get here fast enough. I hear you, sir. I hear you. Once again, I'm going to be camping out at the track again. I did that back in March. Looking forward to a camping out again this uh, that weekend at the race weekend, July 7th through the 9th, hanging out with all our fine friends of NASCAR and Atlanta Motor Speedway. Sir, I know that your employees and all the volunteers are ready to go. I'm sure you guys are just putting in those last-minute uh, efforts to make sure that the track is ready to go to welcome in all of NASCAR Nation to your beautiful racing facility. Absolutely. The Quaker State 400 available at Walmart race weekend is upon us. You know, you talk about camping. Bring your sunscreen, Alfie. Um, but you can start camping this weekend, July 1st at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We've got camping packages starting at just 75 bucks. You can stay at Atlanta Motor Speedway on our property from the 1st to the 10th. So come on out. Spend the entire 4th of July week here. There's so much to do in town. You can leave the Speedway, go do what you need to do, come back to the Speedway, have some fun. We're going to have stuff going on all week for you and the family. Oh, it's going to be great. You also have the Rev and Riffs Festival, Music Festival. So there's going to be a lot of performances going on musically at the track, not only on the pre-stage for the Xfinity and Cup Series races, but also in the infield uh, for the uh, the, the peach, uh, peach Pit that you usually have every all throughout the weekend with performances. And, of course, we're always looking forward to the great racing because, Brandon, since you guys have reconfigured the track, put down the new racing surface, uh, the racing has been absolutely exciting at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Not only that, Chase Elliott will be defending his championship. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to race in the March race due to injury, but he will be ready to go along with the entire Chase Elliott uh, swarm of fans who were on their feet last July when that number nine car crossed the finish line for his first win at his home track. How cool was it to see Chase Elliott finally make it to victory lane? He's had some good runs in his career at Atlanta, but to see him in victory lane last July was just really, really special. And as you said, had the skiing accident, wasn't able to take part in the Ambetter Health 400 in March. So this will be his first time back on track since last July. So we're looking forward to that, and listen, you want to talk about excitement. You mentioned revs and riffs. We've got a NASCAR race weekend and a summer music festival all rolled into one. We're going to have eight different concerts from the 4th to the 9th, including Chapel Heart, who your, your listeners are certainly familiar with on America's Got Talent, Andy Grammer, Lone Star, Tuesday's Gone is a Leonard Skinner tribute band. They're going to be rocking the house at the Peach Pit on Friday night. Peach Pit's going to be electric, as it always is. You know we wanted to bring the party back to the infield. So we've got Tuesday's Gone, Mechanical Bulls, Cornhole, a laser show, and the night ends with another massive fireworks show. So if you if you're love fireworks, if you love music, if you love NASCAR racing, there's no reason why you shouldn't be at Atlanta Motor Speedway July 8th and 9th. And then check out all the bands, the schedule of the refs and riffs and everything that's going to be going on outside of the track there. You can check out AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Click on the events tab, 
and uh, check out everything that's going to be going on at AMS because there's so much going on that I don't know if we're going to be able to fit everything into this uh, interview that we have with you, Brandon. But one of the things I'm really looking forward to is Kevin Harvick. This will be his final race at Atlanta Motor Speedway before he hangs up the helmet. And one of the beautiful things about Atlanta Motor Speedway, it's where he got his first win uh, tragically after Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed away in the number 29 car. And you're all doing something really special. You're going to have that Kevin Harvick, the actual car that Kevin Harvick raced, in that event as a part of race weekend. Tell us a bit about that. And also, are you guys going to be doing anything special for Kevin as he races for his final time at Atlanta Motor Speedway? Well, I'll tell you what, what a special day, what a special moment that was for Kevin Harvick, Richard Childress Racing, and that entire team, really. You know, the untimely passing of Earnhardt shook the foundation of the sport. For Kevin to get in that car, Edge, Jeff Gordon, who at the time was arguably the best in the business, to edge Jeff Gordon by six one-thousandths of a second that day just made it very, very special. That 29 car is coming out of the museum. You know, it went right to the museum. It's coming out of the museum for the first time. It's going to be on pit road. So if you have a track pass, you're going to be able to get right down to that car and get a picture. Richard Childress is going to drive the car and lead the field as the grand marshal for the, for the day. It's going to be a special time. And, of course, we've got some moments in history. We've got a little bit of the asphalt that has meant so much to Kevin that we're going to present to him. But it's going to be a big race weekend. That is going to be cool to see Kevin Harvick. Kevin's had a lot of success here over the three different series. You know, he was, uh, uh, he was very, very instrumental in getting the sport back after Earnhardt's death going to Victory Lane, made it very special, and we're looking forward to celebrating his last race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Speaking with the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, on this Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio, and also a lot of cool stuff you're going to be doing to kind of entertain the fans is the Holler Parade, which is always a lot of fun. It's presented by Raceway Ministries, and that'll be going on July 8th at 10 in the morning, and it's going to be going down Perimeter Row, so those, are the, those fans who are out there already camping out there will be able to enjoy it. So you can come out and check out your favorite haulers. And that's always such a cool event to see all those haulers uh, going down the street and turning into the, uh, into, the, into the track and get set up. So I'm sure that a lot of fans will be excited to see those haulers come through uh, and uh, get set up inside the track at, for the uh, race weekend. Yeah, you know, we don't get to dictate when the haulers enter. But we do get to work with NASCAR so that they can take a lap around the, the, the property. They do go right down the heart of Perimeter Road, which encompasses our campground. So we want to make sure that those fans that are choosing to camp with us have an opportunity to see those haulers load in. It is, as you said, very cool to see. Our partners at uh, Raceway Ministries do a good job of taking care of those hauler drivers to get their participation in the event. So. We had every hauler in March, so hopefully we will have the same thing in July next week. And, uh, you know, it's something cool for the fans. You can get a picture. You can see the trucks. It's, it's neat to see the different paint schemes on these haulers. And also in the fan zone, you're going to have a lot of uh, driver interviews, Q&As. The only one you won't have is on Friday at 630. Harrison Burton will be in the Bootleggers Bar. But Saturday and Sunday, uh, you can go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com and click on events, and you can check out the times that many of these drivers will be available for the Q&A on the uh, fan zone, which is uh, amazing to head out there. Not only do you have the, the Q&A with the drivers, but there's so much to do, so many interactive uh, things to do with a lot of the NASCAR sponsors and some of the local sponsors as well at the fan zone area. Absolutely. The fan zone is one of those areas that gives us an opportunity to welcome the fans before they even go into the gate. So 
we do a really, really we, we work really hard trying to make sure we've got a good lineup on the on the fan stage. We'll have driver Q and A's as you said throughout the entire weekend. We've got music playing throughout the entire weekend. We've got a canine stars canine show, which is really, really cool to watch. Those dogs are are very smart and uh, just fun to watch them do their thing. We've got balancing acts. We've got kids zones. We've got carnival rides. Of course, we've got our sponsors here that'll be giving away free things in the kids in the fan zone as well. So just a real cool area for fans to come spend spend some time before they go into the facility. And now that we have two night races or evening races that'll end under the lights, our fans will have a chance to get in the fan zone, check out everything there is to see, come on into the facility, and uh, get ready. We've got 650 miles of on-track action, but I can promise you, when cars aren't on track, we got stuff going on. If it's not going on in the fan zone, it's going on in the infield. If it's not going on in the infield, it's going on the track. If it's not going on the track, it's going on in bootleggers. The Camper Appreciation Party on Friday in bootleggers is going to be a lot of fun. Fans have an opportunity to drive their car on the high banks of Atlanta Motor Speedway, and it all goes to support Speedway Children's Charities on Friday from 6 to 9.30. We've got Legends and Bandolero racing on the quarter mile on Thursday night. On Wednesday night at 8.30, we've got a chance for fans that are here camping with us to get on their bicycles. The whole family can take a lap around the track. That's going to be something new and special and unique that we're doing. So it's going to be fun. As usual, Alfie, we're stuffing 10 pounds in a 9 pounds in a 5-pound sack. And it's going to be amazing. And if you've never been out to a race at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, this is your opportunity. And if you've never camped out, I'm, I'm telling you, there's nothing more fun than enjoying the weekend camped out. Uh, I rented an RV, so you don't even have to own your own RV. You can go online, and it was easy for me to uh, rent an RV that I used for the weekend. So just uh, take advantage of it. And with everything, as you mentioned, the Revs and Refs Festival, the Bandolero cars, the, the actual race weekend, everything going on, you can do all of this at a probably a price less than any other concert event that you could ever imagine going to, Brandon. And I know tickets are still available. I know campground sites are still available. But I'm sure they're going to be going up quicker as the week progresses, probably even more so on the day of the event. So it's probably really important to get your tickets and your campground sites ahead of time. And Mr. Hutchinson, if our listeners need to get those tickets, get those campground sites, where can they go to get information and to purchase their tickets? They can go to atlantamotorspeedway.com, check out a price point that works for you and your family. It's very important to us that we have just that. If you want to come to Atlanta Motor Speedway, we've got a price point that will work for you. Kids are free on Saturday. 12 and under are free on Saturday. Just 10 bucks on Sunday. Adult ticket packages start at $69. So really affordable rates to see a lot of cool racing. If you can just make it out for Sunday, adult tickets start at $49 for Sunday. So we hope your listeners will come out and join us. We've worked real hard since the checkered flag fell last July to get ready for this July. And I can promise you, if you choose to come out, we know you work hard for your money. We want to make sure that we give you the experience that you are expecting and then some. We work real hard to do it. It's a lot of fun. NASCAR, music festival, all rolled into one. Like you said, you can't go to a music festival and a NASCAR race weekend any cheaper than you can go to Atlanta Motor Speedway this coming weekend. And, of course, you can keep up with all the information going on at AMS during that race weekend. Just make sure you're following Atlanta Motor Speedway on Twitter. And also download the Atlanta Motor Speedway app, which you can get on your smartphone. Uh, I have mine already downloaded. You can check out when there's any kind of changing news or information or even the schedule events. All that is available for you there on the Atlanta Motor Speedway app. So make sure you download that 
uh, before you head out there to the track for race weekend. Uh, Mr. Hutchinson, as always, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Looking forward to seeing you along with the entire crew from AMS at the racetrack uh, the weekend of July 7th through the 9th for night races in the Xfinity Series and Cup Series for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart race weekend, sir. Alfie, thank you so much for having me. Hopefully your listeners will come and join us. If they do, they won't regret it. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week uh, radio and podcast. I am WB, and today on Southern Race Week radio and podcast, we have none other than Miss Kathy Bradley from Speedway Children's Charities out of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Kathy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, WB. Thanks for having me. Excited well, to be here. First, talk about the, the big races coming up at Atlanta Motor Speedway for July 7th, 8th, and 9th. But y'all have some great ways that people can start helping Speedway Children Charities and bid on some cool items right now. Tell me about that. For the Quaker State 400 race weekend, we're, we've already started doing things right now. We have an online auction going on where you can bid on some really, really cool experiences, such as you know getting your picture taken on Victory Lane after the cup race with the actual winner, um, waving the green flag for the qualifiers for Xfinity, um, all kinds of cool stuff going on. And you can go to our speedwaycharities.org website, and it'll list all the things we have going on, but you can actually start bidding on these items. We've also got um, kicking off the weekend laps for charity, which is a, a real fan favorite where you come out, you make a donation to the charity, and you drive your own car around the track. And we have general laps where you go around three times, and we have VIP laps where you go solo around five times. And, you know, it's kind of a win-win because you're out there on the track that those drivers are going to be on, which is really cool, and then you're helping kids at the same time. Now, when you say solo laps, what do you mean by solo laps versus the other laps? So general laps, you would go in a group of 10 to 12 cars and, you know, follow the pace car and go around the track three times. But solo laps, just you and the pace car going around five times. Really cool experience. Now, there's so many different great charities that Speedway Children Charities here in Georgia helps out. And at all the different Speedway Motorsports tracks, um, let's talk about, you know, what all this money that is raised really means. What we do, we're kind of more or less grant givers. So we go out and over race weekend, we do all sorts of different fundraising events. Throughout the year, we also do a, a golf tournament. And we do other things as well, just trying to raise money. And then our focus is on kids. So we want to help those kids so that every child, no matter what obstacle they're facing, has the same opportunities. So we have a grant process and different organizations within the entire state of Georgia submit their applications. And we do some real due diligence. We, we actually do site visits to these facilities. We, we get all their financials. We interview. And we just make sure that the dollars that we're going to be giving out are really going truly to those kids. And we look at those organizations that are not your, your real big organizations that have a lot of marketing dollars around them. We look at those um, unsung heroes, those grassroots organizations that are out there in the trenches actually helping kids. And those are the ones that we, we kind of focus on where the $5,000 that we're able to give them is going to go a really long way in helping with clothing or medical needs. Um, we have a really uh, priority focus right now on 
homeless children and kids that are in foster care as well as um, sex traffic victims because there's, there's such a need to help those, those kids. We also have, um, you know, red buckets where we have, you know, volunteers go around asking for general donations. This year, um, really excited that we're going to be doing 50-50 raffles during the race weekend. So it'll be Saturday and Sunday all day, and then we'll announce the winner um, after stage two on Sunday. And it's, again, a win-win because the winner would take half the whatever we collect home, and then 50% would go to the, the charity to give out for our grant process at the end of the year. Well, I tell you what, folks, I have personally seen, because, you know, as everyone knows that listens to Southern Race Week and follows me and listens to me on Backyard Country, I am a staunch supporter of Speedway Children Charities for the last 20-something years. Um, I think since Bruton Smith started it. So y'all need to make sure that y'all donate in the Red Bucket Brigade and make sure that you do everything you can. Go online to bid on your experience. If you want to get your picture made in Victory Lane, for goodness sakes, (laughs) go do that. And let's remind them again how they can find out more information, Kathy, about Speedway Children Charities, about how to bid on that and more. So just go to speedwaycharities.org slash Atlanta, and it'll list all of the different events we have going on. I mean, we didn't even mention all of the things we have. I mean, we have a really great opportunity with driver Corey LaJoy to actually drive, or I shouldn't say drive because you're going to be a passenger, but you'll be able to ride in the pace car with Corey LaJoy on our special hot laps that we're doing Sunday morning. So there's all kinds of really cool things um, that, that, you know, fans can do and, and, like I said, you're helping kids in need, and it's just a win-win. Well, and listen, I mean, we do greatly appreciate it, Kathy. And uh, Speedway Children Charities, folks, is uh, definitely something y'all need to check out, donate to. If you see red buckets floating around the Atlanta Motor Speedway or any like track like Charlotte or Texas or whatever, <laughs> Speedway Motorsports, SMI Tracks, you need to make sure you donate because all that money goes to help local charities from from Boy Scouts to Cub Scouts to whatever all in between from C to sign and sheet C. So Oh yeah. Yep. We help Operation Lunchbox helps with feeding kids. We have Street Grace, which is a, a wonderful program, a, a haven for, you know, children that are Victims of sex trafficking, we have um, Haven House. I mean, there's just a, a multitude of different organizations that we're able to help through your generosity. So thank you so much for your all support. Hi, folks. This is Ed Clark, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you, a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. It's Alfie as we continue on with this brand-new week's edition of the program, and we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here, via the Food Depot Zoom line. He's coming to us from his beautifully set up man cave at his residence somewhere in the United States of America. We don't want to give away the location. No, don't do that. For security purposes and reasons (laughs) with all his fans. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in a pit reporter for NBC's coverage of NASCAR. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Dave Burr. 
Mr. Burns. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Alfred, I am. We really appreciate taking the time. And, and NBC, once again, delivering coverage here in the second half of the year for the uh, NASCAR Cup Series. I know you guys kicked things off at uh, Nashville and everything. So what's it like to be back uh, working on the airwaves and, and bringing all the uh, loyal NASCAR Nation fans uh, amazing coverage of NASCAR on NBC, along with uh, USA and all the other various NBC networks, Peacock and all of that? No, it's great. And and we do think it's amazing. Uh, we know that's a matter of opinion, but we like what we do. And we feel like we bring uh, um, something to the table, which is uniquely NBC and uh, the way we tell stories, the places we go, the things we do. I think, um, you know, the fans saw some examples of it. Uh, we're a new idea of leaving Junior and Jeff on pit road for the roll off and for the first few laps of the race. And yeah, we have some audio issues we've got to correct and make sure we understand completely. But I mean, just the fact that NASCAR will work with us and say, you know, that's not a bad idea. Let's make sure it's safe. Let's make sure we can get everyone where they need to go. But um, I mean, what a great way to say, hey, this is a new way to look at the sport. And Junior and Jeff, I mean, no two drivers who no longer drive get more excited about the racing than those two. So things like that. We just we love bringing it to the race fans. We love their feedback and uh, have pretty good race at Nashville and a pretty good result for the home team. And you brought up Dale Jr. What an improvement he's gone broadcasting from year to year since he's been with you guys. I remember watching a lot of his interviews as a driver. It seemed like he was uncomfortable talking, doing interviews. But now it seems, especially with his podcast and his interviewing style, he seems to be very comfortable behind the mic now in calling races, calling the action. You normally don't see an analyst who's a former driver do as much play-by-play -play as, uh, as they both do. How's it like working with them, and how how have you seen his improvement over the last few years? Well, it's all me. Um, so no, I'm kidding. They, um, you know, both Jeff and Junior, and I'll go with Junior because he's a little more famous than Jeff, and he knows that. But um, just even since knowing Junior as a punk kid who really didn't want to talk to anybody, wanted to sleep in till noon, play video games till three a.m., you know that kind of thing. Um, he really has an opinion about the sport. The sport is deep in his heart. Uh, he loves to think about the future of the sport. So when you put all, and he's a hard worker. So you put all those things together. Um, and he's a parent and a husband too, you know? So it's like you, you put all that together and Junior's a different person. I think the way that he's grown is just in understanding his delivery and understanding where and when, because on our broadcasts, we've got a lot of voices and a lot of people want to hear Junior and we want to hear from him too. But I think he's also grown to learn where uh, sometimes silence is better and where, um, you know, Rick's big tones can take us to the finish or something like that, uh, or where a pit report can jump in and be as effective or more useful at a certain time uh, than just continuing to talk. And so I, I think that's where he's grown. He always had it from the start. We knew that when we got him, uh, we were going to have a person that loved the sport and would do a great job of explaining it and that would draw people to it, even people that didn't uh, weren't necessarily fans of his in the past. So He's done a great job, uh, as does everybody on our team, and uh, he's fun to work with. Uh, speaking with Dave Burns here, NBC pit reporter for NASCAR coverage. And in just a few weeks, we'll be at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the uh, Quaker State 400 race weekend. Um, this time under the lights. The last three times has been in the daytime and in July in Atlanta. It's definitely a lot of heat, but uh, under the lights, hopefully that will alleviate that the heat of the day. Do you see anything different with how the racing will be going from – the afternoon to tonight. So I, I'm very curious, honestly, because I think we've we've come to learn with this race car. There are times this new race car for Cup, especially 
there are times when it races really well and it puts on a great show. And one of those times was at Nashville last week um, when this the sun was out and it was the heat of the day. Now, as the sun went down and the track gripped up a little bit, it became a little bit more single file. But when it's hot and slick and the sun is still out, uh, three wide, um, no problem. Now, Atlanta is sort of a mix of that because of the aero and, and engine package that they use there. It should be a pack racing situation and it should be grippier perhaps than it was in the daylight before. So I think maybe Atlanta balances that with the package that they use there. And so I, I would think we'd see maybe a little bit higher speed racing, uh, a little bit more pack racing. Maybe they'll be a little bit more sure of their race cars than they were uh, in the sunlight. So um, it's going to look great. We know that always great under the lights. And I think it's going to be another opportunity for Ford, which they haven't had a lot this year. They, they've won the least amount of races this year. And I'm being told by some of the competitors, part of the reason is they're just at the faster tracks is where their aerodynamics are less of a detriment. On the slower tracks, they're a little bit aero shy and the others are, are you know, taking advantage of that. So here with the higher speeds, and did I get that right or backwards? Well, Joey won in Atlanta last time, but I don't know. Anyway, Ford should have a good opportunity to win again. And uh, we should see them running up front along with Toyota and Chevy. Now, being based out of Atlanta, Chase Elliott is our guy. He represents our state. He champion as well. He's had some difficulties with the injury and then the suspension that has really put him low in points. He was the defending champion of the Quaker State 400. Do you see him winning this race again or even possibly winning a race before the regular season conclusion at uh, Daytona? Because he's he's looking for a win. He's had a couple of good races, but not very consistent as of this year. So what do you think of the chances of Chase being able to punch his ticket before we get uh, or at Daytona? before? Yeah, that? no, I think he's going to do it. I, you know, I interviewed him after the race at Nashville and, and I kind of asked and so what needs to happen from here on out? Because they had speed. That one time I thought they were the car to beat during the race in Nashville. Uh, it wasn't there at the end. There were some you know, circumstances that just didn't play their way. So I think they're in the game. And when I asked him that, I believe his answer was something like, we just need to keep doing what we're doing, which is put ourselves in position, run in the top five, know that we can make passes, and then sort of see where it shakes out. Um, you know, I asked him, I said that these things often have a late caution where you're kind of waiting for one so that you can get a little restart and see what you could do there. And he goes, I almost was the caution. Uh, I think on the last lap, he said, I about put it in the wall and, and, um, that could have put out overtime. So, uh, but that wouldn't have been good, I guess, if he'd have been the car that would have crashed, but he was hoping and didn't get that opportunity. They've got the speed, uh, talking to his crew chief, Alan Gustafson, they feel like they're doing the right things. And Hendrick Motorsports and Chevrolet are, are doing a great job right now. Chevy won the race in Nashville. Um, you know, Hendrick wasn't wasn't too bad. And so uh, I think they'll be in position. Chase will do it. I think you'll see Chase in the playoffs. Well, NBC will have the coverage of the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart. That'll be on Sunday, July 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern time as the green flag will drop. Uh, USA Network will be the television destination to check out all the action. And you'll see Mr. Burns out there in pit road covering uh, all the action. Uh, Mr. Burns, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, maybe keep up with what's going on with you and all of that. How can they go about keeping up with you and, and following along? Yep, that's at TV Dave Burns, B-U-R-N-S. No whys, no ease, no funny stuff. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Jansen Marshbanks, Tour and 12 driver of the Cars Tour. And you are listening to Southern Race Week. 
All right, welcome back to this Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network at Southie as we wrap up this special edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, we want to thank our great guests for joining us here on this special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend. And don't forget, the tickets are still available, so head on over to atlantamotorspeedway.com to purchase your tickets as well as your campground site. And don't forget that Southern RV is our special RV sponsor for this edition of Southern Race Week Radio. So make sure you head on over there and get all the information along with Scrampers RV Rentals as well if you want to rent your RV for race weekend. But we want to thank our special guests, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, and also the Director of the Atlanta Chapter of the Speedway Children's Charity, Kathy Bradley, and then also Pit Reporter for NBC's coverage of NASCAR, which will be available on the USA Network on Sunday, July 9th for the running of the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend, Mr. Dave Burns. Once again, thanks to those great guests for joining us here on Southern Race Week Radio. And real quickly, I want to remind you that if you still want tickets for Race Week in Atlanta Motor Speedway, join William Barber Friday, July 7th from 1 until 3 p.m. here locally in our Atlanta market. He'll be at the Walmart in Griffin representing 94.9 The Bull and 96.5 The Bull. So that'll be your last opportunity to head out there and get your tickets for race weekend. Don't forget about our social media platforms because we will be broadcasting on Facebook Live, putting up pictures and everything on our social media platforms. So make sure you like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the race weekend. Follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. So please enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. And we will catch you at Atlanta Motor Speedway next week the 7th through the 9th of July for the Quaker State 400 available at Walmart Race Weekend right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. <laughs>